the folly, the hubris. How's it going, eh? You just threw me. Aha! Uh-huh. That's right. That's what happens uh, when you record in the afternoon instead of a sleepy morning. <laughs> Excellent. Um, <laughs> I, whoa, I'm really going to have to cut some of this stuff out. <laughs> okay, here, here we go. Um, it's going good. Welcome to It's Just Called Two Brothers. It is just called Two Brothers. I'm Marcus. I'm James. Uh, and, you know, we're, well, brothers. It's true. Um, strangely, well, I don't know about strangely... <laughs> <laughs> Back it up. Um, we were just noticing some of the um, analytics on the podcast uh, now that it's been published for uh, a couple weeks. And there are quite a few more downloads than you and I have been able to download. That's true. I mean, so, the last I looked, it was a whopping 14 for show four. Just for show four. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of amazing. You think, uh, this is my speculation, and if uh, folks, if you're out there, then um, welcome. Uh, hey, someone say who, something. Who would have it? Yeah, really. <laughs> Chime in. It's kind of amazing. We'd love to hear from anyone. Yes. To, uh, <laughs> let us know your thoughts. Um, this is are, are you, everyone. <laughs> are you here because you want to be, or is it a mistake? <laughs> or are you being uh, forced to listen in a darkened room somewhere? Please send help. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> were you trying to find some other podcast that was related <laughs> to brothers in some way? Because there are quite a few. We swear we did not intend to piggyback off of, I don't know, My Brother, My Brother, and Me is the only thing I can think of. Well, there, like I was telling you a, a while back, uh, there's one called Two Brothers. Right. With uh, two ministers. So, hey, it's all a rich tapestry of brotherly uh, brothering. Yes. Brethren. If you came for a religious podcast, we are so fucking sorry. Well, unless your religion is different than most people's religion. I mean, the the, the religion of profanity? Yeah. <laughs> I guess possible. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, it's an average of 10 per show. That's pretty good. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it's more than I would have thought at this point. To be I honest. would have expected two. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. hey. Or three. I have, no, I have two friends who, who listen to it. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That hi, Chris. Good. Hi, Nathan. Shout out, Chris. Nathan, to my friends. Well, I don't know you, but you're awesome. They're great. I believe you. Yes, we're a kind of mutual support group in many ways. So, mm-hmm. power, excellent. All power to us. Power to the people. Power to the middle-aged white dudes. <laughs> oh, in that case, actually, that's that's I. I'm remiss. Sorry, Chris is much younger than we are. The other, the other two. USA, USA. USA. Really like white guys. Yes. Potentially soon to have podcasts of their own. So, hey, let's, uh, you know, we're all about cross promotion. Oh, that's how people do it. <laughs> I mean, that's something that subscribes you to want everyone to do else. I was like, hey, <laughs> I'd like to do a podcast. I'll subscribe to yours if you subscribe to mine. <laughs> this mutual admiration society may have something to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the uh, Universal Paperclips game running in the background. So, if I go through a long pause, I'm probably doing some quantum computing uh, please explain i don't possibly what that ag- is. aggregating yomi i don't know still for don't know what that is for everybody. you just have to play it you should you should play this game all right folks that's the show i gotta play this game what <laughs> it's, a, it's a start over i don't know what you're talking about okay so universal paper clips uh did you ever play cookie clicker no okay all right so candy it starts crush? sorry candy crush uh no no, it is, it is sort of, 
evolutionary in a way that Candy Crush is not. Mm -hmm. And there's very little to no strategy to it. It's just an inevitable progression of, <laughs> of numbers, really. So you start off small and every click you make will produce a cookie. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, just keep in clicking and then you sell the cookies. Uh, this happens, I don't know, largely on its own, right? And then once you sell enough cookies, you can, I think, you upgrade your oven or something, or, um, you know, you buy, you buy more supplies. I, I forget yeah, yeah. now how it works. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of into this game, so it's, I, I'm fuzzy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you can hire bakers. And mm -hmm. then you can buy trucks okay. to take the cookies around. And then you can buy a factory and, you know, right. on and on. And you mm -hmm. just basically continually upgrade your stuff right, right. with the proceeds from the last upgrades that you made. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's just sort of, you know, um, spiraling production, uh, like capitalism gone wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a, a on my on my watch, my Pebble came with a, a game that was something like um, Drill Miner or Mine Driller. Something like that, where you just, it, it always has a guy going across the screen, going down one level of dirt, you know, like mining out a level of dirt. And every once in a while, you find a gem, or he finds a gem, and sure. that gives you the ability to buy a faster drill, or a, um, a better drill, or, you know, whatever it is. But it's just constantly going across, and then, uh, or you can go turbo boost for a few seconds, et cetera, et cetera. So, it's never ending. It's a, uh, always it, upgrading. It's strangely addictive. Mm -hmm. In the same way that Candy Crush is, you know, there's always a compulsion to <laughs> to keep generating fake money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Universal Paperclips is similar. So you start off, every click you make generates a paperclip. And then you sell the paperclips. Uh, mm -hmm. And you, um, one of the differences is you, you set the price of your paperclips uh, up and down. You can, you know, you can dynamically uh, raise and lower them mm -hmm. uh, in response to demand, which you can see. So the public demand goes down, you lower the price, and public demand goes up. Is this a uh, massively multiplayer game? It is not. Okay. It's just you. <laughs> All right. And then uh, you can um, buy auto clippers, and then you can buy, um, you can sort of upgrade to automatically purchase your wire, mm -hmm. so you don't have to do it when it runs out or notice that it's running low, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. So as you move up in levels, you know, new things pop up. So then you get okay. uh, kind of spoilers for this. If you don't want to know about uh, Universal Paperclips, you should just play it. It is really <laughs> one of the best games of the year in a lot okay. of ways. This is for a PC? Fast forward. Mac? Well, let's. Okay, I'm going to insert a Siri thing here. Fast forward. Hey, hang on. This is, a, this is a Mac game, an iOS game? It's a, it's a web-based. Okay, browser-based game. So from now, fast forward. 60 seconds. All right. So you, you get the auto clippers and then you can increase that number and then you can increase your marketing and then suddenly demand goes up because you're advertising everywhere, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you can, and that costs money and then, you know, you build up your funds again and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So then you can get a, it says computational resources. Basically you get some kind of computer and then you can add uh, quantum computing on it and then suddenly you can upgrade those things and then it increases efficiency on your clippers and on your marketing in stages right as you level up so to mm -hmm. speak and then you can get a stock market portfolio <laughs> set the risk on it and then you can get some strategic modeling i'm not really sure what this is based on Strate strategic modeling and then 
you know, I, I don't know. Eventually, I have been told you run out of supplies on the earth to make paperclips. Everything is being utilized to make paperclips. <laughs> and, and then you make paperclips out of other things. <laughs> and then, you know, it just keeps going from there. Yeah. So my only issue with it is that there are several moments that I've had with downtime. Mm -hmm. uh, that baby's trying to horn in on our racket. Mm -hmm. It is. Uh, hello, baby. <laughs> Is it? Duck. Oh, that's a fish. Duck. Fish. <laughs> okay. All right, Mark. So we're doing the thing where you're uh, paperclips. That's it. Other things. I think that's it. Okay. So yes, that's that's the game. You should you should just download. Not download. There is an app to download for the phone, but it's basically the same on the web. Just play it on the web. Indeed. Yes. Uh, that sounds good. Unless you're desperate to. It'll come up. Universal paperclips. Play it online. Play it offline. But, uh, I'll, I'll I'll link it in the show notes. Perfect. What's your What's your topic? Well, you had mentioned uh, a while back, maybe it was only a couple episodes, doesn't matter. You had mentioned the <laughs> the term gensonification right. of uh, re referring to music and how we should get to that in the future. And that future is today. That future is now. <laughs> so back in when we were in high school in the um, time, yeah. the olden days. Uh, the ancient mists of time <laughs> before... We were in um, we were in uh, band and I, before that as well, but we became aware of a company, um, Jensen, which is a subsidiary of Hal Leonard Music Publishing. I don't think Jensen exists anymore, but at the time they specialized in, shall we say, cheesy arrangements <laughs> of uh, of popular tunes, mostly popular tunes. Yes, and what would have been popular tunes ten years before. Mostly. Yeah. Yes, basically. So, um, not always, but a lot of times they're a little outdated. Indeed. And also, well, the cheesiness, um, came about because they were trying to make things, um, easier for, uh, for school groups, you know, because, um, some commercial charts were, were too difficult, you know, right. rhythmically. This is, this is a lot of beginner music. Yeah. Beginner pretty, pretty much. Charts. Yeah. Beginner school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So junior high, easy high school type stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, what they ended up doing was um, really squaring up a lot of, you know, potentially hip tunes. Yes. Uh, so, they, yeah, they basically took out syncopation mm -hmm. and sort of lead in notes and um, any swing was ruthlessly yeah. flattened. Yes. And uh, even triplets a lot of times. Yeah, they just straighten those eighths right out. <laughs> yes. Um, I was trying to think of something, you know, and I, I thought of uh, Fly Me to the Moon, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> insert clip of Fly Me to the Moon original. And then... Okay. Um, hey, classic. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but then the Jensen version would be like, um, fly me to the moon. You know? <laughs> so they really just totally square it off. And I mean, ridiculously so. Um, so yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a scene, man. It became, um, it, it became a, kind of a joke also. Yeah. You'd say, oh, that's recognize like that, you know, the, I mean, we knew what these students were supposed to sound like. It yeah. didn't feel like we were <laughs> accomplishing much by playing it, this bastardized, dumbed-down version. I think it had, you know, as a as a band director now, 
um, who's constantly searching for new music uh, for my students to play. You know, you got a, you got a new band every year, basically, a uh, new set of people and skills. And so you're trying to, plus you don't want to play the same music year after year. Most you, of us. You don't, yes. Yeah. So I search for stuff by, a lot of times by grade level. So for example, there's a five, some people do a six level grading system. One being the easiest music six being like super pro advanced music. And so I spend a lot of time looking at like one and a half to two and a half level music, which is mid-range, middle school level stuff. You know, like a grade half would be, you know, elementary beginning band, you know, and and in theory, one would be what you could do at the end of your first year playing, two, what you could do at the end of your second year playing, you know, if you had a consistent group and uh, consistent scheduling and so forth. But it's a, it's not carved in stone. Anyway, so the, the, the easier the music gets, obviously the easier the, the rhythms and, and, uh, have to be in the, um, the fewer notes are available, you know, cause the kids haven't learned all their entire range of their instrument yet. So it, there's some really super simple pieces. I'll insert beginning band version of a piece right now. I don't know. If you have a, all I went for Christmas, that'd be good. That's, that's good and topical. <laughs> La 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 la. <laughs> do 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 do. Oh, yeah. that I thought you were talking about uh, my two front teeth. Yeah, the the Mariah Carey version. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a few of those around. Yeah, I think, I think that's what it is, right? The Mariah Carey mm-hmm. song. Oh, yeah, yeah. one for Christmas. Is all I want voom. for Christmas is you. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. it? We'll look yep. that up. So, I'll correct myself in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, you put that in there. So, I, yeah. You know what hit me the other day? Speaking of uh, memories of music, um, I don't know how this happened, mm-hmm. but there was a, a segment on Sesame Street uh, with a, a trumpet, I don't know, measure, a, a, a cadence, a riff, right? A trumpet riff. Yeah. That they uh, were working with. It? with. It's hard to explain. And then, um, you want, me to, you want me to sing it? They just kept repeating it. Now, t- I'll just tell me, you've got to know what it is, right? That's it. Yes. That, has, <laughs> that is verbatim after 40 or 45 years. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's in there. <laughs> it is. Yeah, nice. If I can find it, boy, talk about going down the rabbit hole. Good afternoon, sir. Welcome to Marvin's Music City. My name is Marvin. May I help you? Yes. I'd like to buy a nice, shiny... It made me think hard about how memory works because I don't... Like, I don't know where it came from. It was just buried there Mm -hmm. for at least 20 years. I don't remember having thought of it uh, since, you know, it happened. But I probably did at some point. Mm-hmm. And yet, <laughs> you know, it's not anywhere in working memory. Or yeah, what what surrounded that trumpet? Uh, it's just in the vault. Hit. Yeah, I yeah. I I remember it, it. Obviously, it was cemented because we saw it several times. But um, in the segment, in the in the bit, the scene, they repeated at least six times, mm-hmm. if not more. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want blah 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 blah. I wanted yeah. <laughs> 
So isn't he? It's it's a it's a Muppet, and he's mouthing the trumpet sound. Yeah, it's not playing a trumpet. No, I think he not was pretending uh, yeah. to play an instrument. No, I think he was. Um, were there other Muppets that were that had there different? Le- sounds? There's at least two in the yeah. in the scene. Yeah, I can't remember the bit at all. Uh, you're, in fact, uh, you know, similarly, I hadn't thought of that uh, trumpet lick in, in. It's been a while. Yeah, and then a long time before that, more recent version. So or recent memory. Sure. Yeah, so far out, man. I, I don't know. And then I was just um, getting back to Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Hmm. Um. I had I have had to explain to people in my assessment of that book that I can't I may have said this on the show. You know, I can't divorce my personal nostalgia from my assessment of the quality of the book. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I have a similar problem with Star Wars. Star Wars is hard to assess because uh it's so tied to 10-year-old me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've gotten better at it. Like, you know, I I I certainly have turned thumbs down on several of them. All right. But as far as the universe goes, I am in that. You know, I want to exist there. Sure, sure, sure. I want to. I, I want to experience it from the inside. That's where I don't know. It's a place I wish I, I could be. I hear that. Um, so, I, so when like, it's good, it's you know extra good. Mm-hmm. And you you read Ready Player One, did you not? I did not. Okay. Somebody else. Uh, you should. You should read it. Yeah, I keep forgetting to put it on my wish list to remind mm. myself to buy it. So yeah, I, I did. I definitely There's, should. I haven't read any bad things about the audiobook. Will Wheaton, as I say, Will Wheaton <laughs> reads the thing, and everybody likes it. So oh, cool. Um, that would be that would probably be a good audiobook for you. All right. But it's literally written for us. Yeah, yeah. We we've uh, established it's yeah. um, middle aged nerds who. Mm-hmm. <laughs> went through, um, you know, video games and role-playing mm-hmm. experiences in the 70s and 80s. Now, how old is Will Wheaton? Oh, good question. He would be... Less than us, obviously. Six-ish years younger than us. He's, he's early 40s. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure. Okay. But he he seems like he was uh, pretty uh, hip he, early on. So. I'll tell you. I, I can tell you because... I can tell you almost exactly. Stand by Me came out in 1985 or six. Mm-hmm. He was 14 then. Okay. So flash forward, you know, 30 years. Yeah. So if he was 14 then, and I, yeah, I was saying, yeah. So he's only maybe three or four years younger than than either of us. I still think six, but so. yeah. Well, I was five, five for you. <laughs> five for you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm prematurely <laughs> aging you. In, if you say in so. More ways than one. Well. um... <laughs> I finished high school in 86 and I was 17. So yeah. what can I tell you? Yeah. I was 16 when I started my senior year of high school. Yeah. And didn't even skip a grade. I did not. Uh, I was just right on the, right on the cusp there. I started kindergarten mm-hmm. in fourth grade. Uh, yeah, they let you. No, yeah, I did not. You, uh, <clears throat> correction. I did not start kindergarten in fourth grade. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that's I, like uh, completing the Kessel Run in uh, less than 12 months. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I started I started kindergarten when I was four. He's the man that started kindergarten in fourth grade. <laughs> I don't see how that could be possible. He's old enough for you, old man. Old oh, man. Mm-hmm. So it is unabridged, I'm assuming. So therefore, I would not be missing anything True. other than making up my own um, characters in my head. There may be an abridged version. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's not that big a book. It's there's, <laughs> there's just, I can't see a good reason to abridge it, really. Well, what I mean is, uh, you know, reading it versus uh, versus a an audio version that you get that person's um, perspective. On you know what I mean? 
On voices? Yeah, yeah. Sure. But if if you say that in this case it wouldn't matter. Um, I, I think it might even help. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I just think he's got a good voice for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah. always like his readings, but usually. Mm-hmm. Well, like for Discworld, for example, Terry Pratchett's Discworld, my favorite author in the series, I, I really don't want to do anything but read the book first. I'd be, I'm happy to listen to an audio book. Yeah. Um, or watch the the BBC movies of them, but uh, but no, I, I want to experience it in pure form. And, have you uh, listened to any audiobooks? I have, yes. Okay, which ones? Um, I mean, have you listened to anything post Fifth Elephant? Uh, I think I've only listened to anything post Fifth Elf- oh. Elephant. So you um, haven't heard any of the Nigel Planer versions? I don't know. Probably oh. not. I, I'm wow. trying to remember if I if I listened to anything early. I don't think so. I think I've only listened to Going Postal um, and Making Money on Audiobook. I'm oh, yeah, so it's the sure. new dude. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I haven't started listening to any of those. I listened to quite a few of mm-hmm. Nigel Planer's audiobooks. It wasn't Stephen Briggs, was it? Oh, maybe. Mm. That's close. It's a, I was thinking of Stephen something. All right. Well, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> I'll do an audio voiceover. Um, yeah. Well... You know, the comparison between the two is interesting because Nigel Planer's last was, I think, what was before The Last Elephant? Uh, fifth Elephant, not uh, last. Fifth uh, Elephant. Fifth, fifth Elephant. Um, was that Carpe Jugulum? Thief of Time? Sorry, if anyone out there is yelling at me. As you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifth Elephant. Yeah. Thief of Time? Again? No, Carpe right. Jugulum? It might the have truth. been. Um, something there. He's. I think that is the first <laughs> of the new dude. Ah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes on from there. But I... I um, you know, it's like the uh, Harry Potter audiobooks. It seems to be a sharp division between whoever you started with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those, that makes those sense. Are the, those are the ones that you... Sure. You know, they're obviously better. Mm-hmm. And I started with... Not Stephen... Um, oh, I am losing it today. Not the British guy. Well, it's the other British guy. I can't even say that. Jim Dale narrated the uh, quote-unquote American versions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Stephen Fry narrates the... Oh yes, quote, British versions. That's right, okay. Stephen Fry. Mm-hmm. So the, the the debate rages online over who's better mm-hmm. and who does you know better voices. Jim Dale tends to be, I think, a little bigger in his acting. Uh, Stephen Fry a little reserved, as you might expect. But uh, I just I I do really like the way Jim Dale reads as narrator. Stephen Fry does some really good character voices that I would prefer. Not all of them, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems a bit more in keeping with the style of the book to me, mm-hmm. the way Jim Dale reads it. Yeah. The narrative part. It is. And uh, similarly Steve- with Discworld, you know, I I really, really enjoyed all of Nigel Planer's stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if his, some of his girls, it's like, this is the same problem. Some, you know, doing girls and women, it can be a little distracting. Mm-hmm. Because it's you know a male voice imitating a woman, yeah. But um, but overall, he does a great job, and um, I definitely like his vimes and his gaspode and uh, mm-hmm. his uh, his corporal carrot. Right. Uh, should uh, you should give him a shot, just a, at least one or two. All right, um, Stephen Briggs is the uh, the one from Stephen the fifth Briggs. elephant. Okay. On. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That didn't bother me. I do. I, I really enjoyed reading them. And I still want to read, you know, the rest of them, the, the Pratchett's. Yeah. But but jumping to audiobook for several, I don't know, it didn't uh, seem to compromise my experience. Mm-hmm. The, Sometimes there, it would. Yeah. Well, there, there were um, 
a couple or three animated versions early on, like Weird Weird Sisters. Sure. I think uh, that's yeah, the only. Not a fan. Not a fan of any of that. No, no, and they did. They took out a lot of the humor. Actually, <laughs> uh, yeah, they couldn't get the subtleties of uh, of uh, right. Terry Pratchett's asides and things like that. And so, sure, yeah. it's it seems to be one of one or the other. You know, they're really focused on the humor, but his commentary on the human condition mm-hmm. is just one of the most cogent in modern literature, in my opinion. That's mm-hmm. really insightful. Yeah, agreed. And uh, not to mention eminently, eminently quotable. You know, <laughs> how many yeah. SIG files on emails do you read with quotations from Discworld books? Mm-hmm. Hundreds. Yes. Hundreds of people. Numerous times. Um, um, anytime somebody, like on Reddit, for example, somebody yeah. puts, puts something on there, then boom, G and right. you, Terry Pratchett, all over the place. Right. So... Um, that was interesting seeing his progression, but also reading back about his thoughts of, of his progression where he just started out as a LARF, um, sort of a, a humorous take on the fantasy genre. And then as he got into it and sort of got himself into his realm, into Discworld and the characters, he's like, you know what? <laughs> I can really make something of this. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, uh, and use that as his commentary. Yes. Um, that he that voice that he found was incredible. And so. I've had to tell people, you know, don't start at the beginning if they're not already committed to reading a bunch of them. Because yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It's easily dismissed as, oh, this is just, you know, more humorous fantasy. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> it it soon becomes literature. Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, start here's these three possibilities. Pick one you like. Pick witches, pick death, pick the you know, the bugs, city watch. The watch. Mm-hmm. And then go from there. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got to wrap it up. All right. We're running low on bandwidth uh, <laughs> room here. <laughs> well, we'll definitely have some uh, some minutes to cut out. <laughs> I was thinking we need so. to make it a Christmas present to ourselves, maybe a New Year's present to upgrade to Unlimited. Maybe we can um, mm. bang out uh, a little more room here and there, do a bonus show now and then. Uh, we should probably do a Christmas show next week. Yeah, okay. During Sounds. actual Christmas. Sounds interesting. <laughs> And uh, so, we'll so we're going to postpone one day. We'll uh, open presents or do an extra on air. Day. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe me, I'll have my hands full with a with a baby um, <laughs> thinking that the wrapping is a present. Of course, and then finding the presents as well. So yeah, yeah, it's like uh, wrapping presents for your cat. No, they just want the box. <laughs> yeah, and then trying to get no, no. Look here, this is fun. Mm-hmm. And her running off with the wrapping paper. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, you just crinkle, crinkle. At that point, you're Homer, and you get the the thing for yourself. Oh, you don't want it? Well, I'll take it off your hands. Oh, okay. That's a shame. (laughs) I might hear music. There it is. All right, then. Man, you're getting good at this. That's uh, that's what happens when you've been doing it. Show as long as I have. (laughs) You learn some Um, things. (laughs) Oh, man. You know stuff. I have been Marcus. (laughs) And I have, continue, and shall ever be your brother, James. Let's hope. You can reach us at IJC2BS at gmail.com, on Twitter at at IJC2B. Mm-hmm. Uh, I blog every day at MarcusHarwell.com. Oh. I'll put a link in. What do you know about and, that? Maybe, and, I should, uh, maybe I should uh, take a look at that. Eh, you know, <laughs> it's not that great. Um, I will Wait, uh, quick, I insert, uh, insert a former uh, show intro self-deprecation. Here. <laughs> no. Oh, God. <laughs> Cannibalization already. That's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs>